right, we are here, back again, back. Young Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm here with Jonathan Maloney, my good friend, my constituent, my my uh, partner in crime. We've partner been through a crime. lot together, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, we've been f- through a little bit. Yeah, quite a bit. John Maloney is has a bachelor's in geology and applied math. Um, he's got his master's in physics. And he's a PhD candidate for theoretical physics, all out of NIU. That's correct. And um, he's doing great things, not just in the scientific community, but as well as entrepreneurial community um, and the business community, I I think, in my opinion. I like to think so, too. Absolutely. And you can always, of course, elaborate on that all you want. But that's my perception of John Maloney, everybody. Really happy to have you on the show. I'm so glad we were able to do this. We did this once. Yep. But we're taking it to the next level today. To the next level. I think so. (laughs) All right. (laughs) But anyway. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let you uh, introduce yourself a little bit further, maybe missing points that I didn't uh, tap tag on there, but um, introduce yourself as far as your credentials, your background, um, so that everybody listening can kind of get an insight on who you are and what you're all about. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, as you articulated, you already talked about my education. Uh, I'm a huge science nerd. Uh, Absolutely love it. Uh, Just learning learning new things about the world and how the world works is always driven me to go out and experiment and, and, and learn. That's uh, kind of underpinned everything that I've done since I was, like, I was a little kid. I'm just like immensely curious about the world. Um, I also am very driven to try to make a positive impact in society, which is kind of what has led me uh, into entrepreneurship because, or entrepreneurship because um, at some point I realized that in order to actually go out and make a living while you're trying to make the world a little bit of a better place, you have to learn how to build something. Uh, you have to learn how to put teams together and then that has that team has to function in the marketplace and be a business or a nonprofit or something. So that's okay. kind of how I got involved with entrepreneurship. And then at some point, I ended up co-founding a business, um, which is how you and I ended up interacting with one another. You That's were right. my very first hire, the very first Proud one. Of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, for those who don't know, uh, Matt and I were working together at a health and wellness center in Naperville, uh, downtown Naperville area, called the Energy Bar. Um, so when did when did we when did we start that? That was uh, 2015. 2015. Yeah, yeah 2015. Yeah. About three four years ago. Now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's insane. But that, um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, we definitely go way back. Yep. That was great times though. Like I think again, we're going to talk about this a little bit as we go along about yeah. the energy bar and that experience in general and how that ties into entrepreneurship and all all that good stuff. But it, you know, we just went through a lot. I feel like we we bonded in a level that is unlike most places you go would find a job at. You know, like we went skydiving for Christ's sake. Man. That's like, right. We did. We did. We went skydiving together. Like, <laughs> well, it was. I mean, it was a close, intimate type of interaction because the team was very big at least a full-time team Mm -hmm. i mean it was just what four or five people if that and we were all passionate about what it was that we were doing and we kind of gave it our all yeah and Uh, i feel like a big part of it too we all got along well you know like for the the most part yeah i mean for the most part no obviously no family's perfect right yeah so i mean we had our disagreements and whatnot but yeah for the most part we can uh you know diplomatically get along and talk about things and exchange ideas and not you know, it wasn't a, ever like a, a conflict or anything like that. And I think that goes to show like about uh, a lot about teams in general, teamwork mm-hmm. in general. Like that's what you got to s- seek. 
is that collaboration that you know that unbiased working with people that you can work with and get along with and understand their viewpoints and vice versa but it was a it was an awesome experience I no it was take, a great experience i wouldn't yeah. take that back for the world that's for sure yeah, I mean, it's one of those types of experiences that I look back on that I have no regrets about doing it, but there were certainly a lot of heartbreaks while I was going through it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's always a story, though. I feel like entrepreneurship, that's like, it is a lot like that in general. Like, you just, you try a lot of things, you fail a lot, mm-hmm. and eventually you'll figure out what you're passionate about and what you're good at, and you'll figure it out. But, you know, there's a lot of failure, you know, and I just think that at the end of the day, that's great. That's awesome learning experiences, awesome time to absorb information that is going to propel you in a, into a better direction or make you a better person, a better business person, mm-hmm. entrepreneur, whatever, you know. No, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, in life in general, you're going to fail yep. and it's unavoidable if you're trying new things and you should absolutely be going out and trying new things if you're not satisfied with your life. Yep. Uh, and failure is just a part of it. Just make sure you're failing forward, which basically means that you're learning from your mistakes. Awesome. Yeah. I love how you say that too, because I know I remember where you got that from. Yeah. Jeff Adesco, the owner of the Energy Bar. Was it, did, did he used to <laughs> he, say he wrote that fail, on a whiteboard? Fail remember, forward. Yeah. Okay. And you know he probably learned it from somewhere. Of course he did. Yeah. But <laughs> it was. I just remember him walking in one day on a Monday morning or something. Yeah. And writing that on the board. I'm like, this? this is what we're gonna do from now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna fail forward. But yeah, I thought it was a cool concept. I thought it's, it's interesting. You it's just another that. way of saying learn learn from your mistakes. Yeah, of course. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So it's a little catchier though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. It has <laughs> it a nice ring to pretty it. Pretty catchy. Yeah. But anyway, speaking of new things, new. Tr- you know, new projects. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what entrepreneurship's all about: starting new projects, new businesses, new ventures. And you're doing just that. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to talk a little bit about intelligent speculation, which is your platform, uh, your blog as of right now. Hopefully, it's soon to be a video blog, podcast, kind of all of the above. A platform in general. Correct? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm just referring to it like as a science, and, like critical thinking website. I mean, yeah. I'm trying to move beyond the realm of just calling it a blog because yeah. it's. I mean, I have plans for it to be more than that. So, like, there's a store. There's yeah. There's there's gonna be more things. I mean, it's not just articles. Absolutely. Because there's videos right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a part podcast uh, component as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Podcast is podcasting is the future, in my opinion. I yeah. think That more people are just gonna be wanting to absorb information on the go. Like that's just a bare, like a basic understanding of where the future's headed. Is no, absolutely. Like yeah. VR, even like you're gonna be in a different reality like on your way to work on the train you know like you know that's just i think the future in general but yeah um, people definitely want or, or yeah there's a desire for information besides just reading yeah which is why podcasts have become so huge because then you can learn things just listen to it or, or watch videos or whatever absolutely so. and it's on the go so i think that's the biggest part is our lifestyle as americans is just always on the go constantly mm-hmm. moving so having something that you can learn as you're on the go and gain from and and uh you know have it almost an advantage in your life in general mm-hmm. the podcasting is the best way to go because you're learning as you go you're you're not wasting any time essentially um, but I just, again, critical or uh, intelligent speculation, you focus on more like critical thinking, the basic yeah, premise so, behind that science, um, to, th- to kind of teaching people to think more like a scientist essentially. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's kind of the uh, core of what the brand is about. It's to teach people to be better thinkers because, uh, I just look around and there's so much information available out there to, I mean, to people these days, you walk around with a smart device, a phone, whatever that gives you access to Google. And then you have access to 
the entire wealth of human knowledge at your yeah. fingertips. But there's so much nonsense out there, mm-hmm. particularly like if you go to YouTube or just like just Google random things. I mean, there's so much nonsense and people don't have very good filters for the, all of this information. They don't know how to, de- to um, decipher like what is good and what is bad. So uh, about a year ago, I decided to do something about it. Actually, I decided a little bit longer but then I finally acted on it a little over a year ago, and I decided that I was going to build a platform for that would communicate primarily critical thinking, but I would also talk about science as well because I think that that, it, well, I'm super. Besides being like really passionate about it, I think it's really important too because everything in modern society is built upon science and engineering, particularly science. Like fundamental research was done to discover truths about the world, and then somebody turned that into a way to make our lives better. Um, and people just take that for granted. Like, for example, you now have anti-vaccine movements Mm -hmm. and that is like one of the most important medical technologies invented in the last century. And you have people who are so privileged that they are now boycotting it because they think that there's some sort of conspiracy to cull the herd or something like that, where it causes autism. And it's just some way that or it's something too nefarious to depopulate, I don't know, countries or whatever. Yeah. I, it's just ridiculous. There's tons of arguments. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's just it's just insane. But at the so, end of the day, the basic premise is that those arguments are plain and simply not backed by science. And that's really what you're trying to tell. But they don't have evidence. Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing is I just want people to to understand these things and to learn how it is that science comes to learn truths about the world. Mm -hmm. So there's this whole methodology that scientists use, and I just want to teach people the fundamentals of it. And I'm not telling people that they're going to become scientists because that takes years and years of training, intense training, Uh, but you will learn the fundamentals. And in the long run, you should make better decisions because you're going to think better. Mm -hmm. Better thinking leads to better decisions. Better decisions will lead to better outcomes. So I mean, yeah, perfect amount of sense. Yeah, exactly. You so would think, but yeah. most it's not. I don't think that's what's happening though. At the end of the day, you know, when it comes to critical thinking, you know, with the way most it's people look at severely it, severely lacking, yeah. unfortunately, in our world right now. And it's you not have science. people. Well, you have people who are electing officials into office that make very important decisions, which are not good decisions because they're not making decisions based off the evidence or facts or things like that. Yeah, it's like emotionally driven or based off of ideologies or. Um, something else that is not science, that is not facts, that is not following the evidence. So, Absolutely. Um, and then you just get inferior outcomes. Yeah. So uh, I just want to connect more with the community to try to elevate society a little bit and say, hey, you know, this is this is this is a good thing. Uh, these tools are available and we all need to come together and start doing more of this. So that way uh, we can make society better, build a better future together. Absolutely. And it's, in my opinion, a really easy sell, even though there's a little work involved with it. Uh, But if you're like, if you're an entrepreneur listening to this or somebody who's a lifelong learner, which really should be everybody because we don't know everything. So we're always learning new things. So you should always be open to updating. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, this is just a way to improve your life. Self-development, personal yeah. development. Personal right? development, That's exactly. Awesome. So from going to your website, by the way, intelligencespeculation.com. Correct. You have a new website you just launched, so it's you've kind of revamped Well, no, no, it yeah, bit. I just gave it a little bit of facelift. Cool, beautiful, so. love it. I can't yeah. wait to go check it out. Yeah, so from looking at your website, you know, from 
before the facelift, of course. Uh, I just, you know, I've known you for years. And as soon as you told me about it, I went and checked it out, obviously, because yeah. I was interested. Um, but what kind of what I got out of it, and just from talking to you as well, this is like the basis premise, the basic premise I got from what you're trying to do is, is really just kind of get eliminate the emotion and subjectivity out of what people are absorbing and what the their com- the conclusions that they're coming to mm-hmm. and translating that or transferring it to more objectivity and facts basically yeah exactly because this is how you get you 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 arrive at better decisions or better conclusions is by following these methodologies gotcha um so yeah, that, I guess that's sums that, it up. That's, yeah, that sums it up pretty cool. nicely. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I was just trying to wrap my head around it. And mm-hmm. I'm sure other people who go to the site look and and they get their own perception of it. But it's always nice to be able to you know really clarify, especially with the person who is behind it. You know, the mm-hmm. person who's providing the content and the platform and everything to get that perspective on it. Because I think it's good to, for people to have their different perspectives on everything in general. You know, just perspective wise, maybe not. Yeah, I mean people. Yeah, pe- whatnot, people. But. I mean people are going to have opinions, yes. right? But opinions are not facts of course they are completely different yes and uh if you have an opinion surrounding a fact that is different from what that fact is saying then your opinion should be immediately tossed out because yeah. it's just it, it doesn't align with the facts so well, that's I, crazy yeah. too because that, that's exactly what happens typically even when you're just talking to a normal person mm-hmm. every day like you can sit there and tell facts but they're always going to ex- go back to their opinion and like how they perceived it or how they felt about, you know, like it's just in our nature almost. I feel no, it is. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. Well, when you say it's in our nature, yes, it is. So you have to work hard at fighting against that. Absolutely. It's just Uh, like a diet. It's just like anything else. We're, we're uh, creatures of habit. We want to survive. We do things that are actually detrimental to our health in order to survive sometimes, you know, just to make things easier for Mm -hmm. us, you know? So that's a good example. We have to kind of try hard to avoid those easy situations and maybe get to the gym or eat healthier, you know, simple stuff like that. It's kind of the same premise. I would think physical, physical activity, which is hard. Yeah. Like going to the gym yeah. versus taking the you know, slim fast or, yeah. uh, you know, this adopting a diet for two months so that you, you, you know, shed 30 pounds. Then yeah. as soon as you stop, you gain it back. Yeah. yeah. And again, so. I think it goes back to like what's in our nature is, again, mm-hmm. it's just easier. It's le- the, the path of less resistance. No, exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, path, okay, I'm going to do path. that one because it's easier, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. So enough about your platform. We'll go back into that, but I want to have some fun a little bit. You know, ask you some fun questions. Okay. Right? Yeah. So I want to start off by just, I'm just going to shoot off some verses, right? Some different uh, controversial things. You're going to start you... rapping for me? Yeah. yeah. Just I'm drop some rhymes. No, I wish, man. <laughs> I wish I could do that. I could. You know what? I could do that. Just give me some time. Give me like a week to write something down. Okay. Anyways, so I'm going to ask you two options and I just want you, whatever comes to mind first, I just want you to say it. I don't even want you to think about it. I just want you to say it as soon as, as, soon as the words come out of my mouth both of them the first one that you would agree with or feel better about more comfortable about okay okay sweet or savory uh savory lion or cheetah cheetah horror or comedy comedy science or religion science (laughs) come on (laughs) country or rap uh rap i guess oh okay reading or podcasts uh reading course hot or cold uh hot okay all right (laughs) and then lastly spring or fall spring okay all right cool so what i got from that is you said savory right i did yeah Yeah. you're not a dessert dessert guy i'm not a huge dessert guy no (laughs) i do like desserts don't get me wrong yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm not a huge i don't have a huge sweet tooth now why lion over cheetah 
I didn't. I said cheetah. Oh, I mean cheetah over lion. Why? Why? Yeah. Uh, cheetahs are just majestic animals. Yeah, they're fast. And they're super quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they generally live in small groups. Um, there's not many of them. Mm-hmm. And they're just incredibly elegant. Oh, and they're built. Yeah. I mean, I if you, yeah, the, the cheetah, if you just look at how it's designed, it's designed for speed. Okay. And I mean, not that lions aren't beautiful, but when yeah. I look at a cheetah with the the way that they're just streamlined for it's like speed, engineering of nature almost. No, no, yeah, it's yeah. beautiful engineering. I mean, yeah. the aesthetics of it all with the the patterns and all of that. I see. I see. Yeah. So, coming back to science, the next question was pretty obvious. Science it's religion. Obvious. Yeah. <laughs> we already know that from yep. the conversation we've started. <laughs> yep. No, you don't like country, huh? I do country. like country. Oh, you do, but you just prefer rap or hip hop over country? Yeah, I All guess right. if I had to, if you gave me a choice between 24 hours of hip hop and rap or country, I probably would do, I guess, the hip hop and rap. Yeah, makes sense. So, so and as far as absorbing content and information, yeah. you prefer to read it. I love to read. You don't like to listen to stuff? I don't mind don't listening. Mind you just prefer reading. I just really love the feel and smell of a book. Huh, interesting. Yeah, I so know a lot there's of people like a, that, actually. Yeah, there's a, a textural thing to yeah. me. That's funny me. you say yeah. smell, because there is like a distinct smell to yeah. a book. Books have, and it depends on the type of paper that they use in yeah, the books, yeah. and each book has a different smell to it. Interesting. And then, obviously, you love the warm climate. Spring going into summer. Yeah. I mean, not that fall isn't beautiful, particularly because of all the colors and everything. Mm -hmm. If you live in, you know, in Chicago, we have the four seasons. So, yeah, of course. uh, With the changing of the colors and all of that. I mean, it's just beautiful. Yeah. And then again, you get perfect weather. You get those 70 degree days where there's no humidity or anything like that. But the summer... I'm definitely more of a summer person, so spring is a transition into summer. Yeah, so I look yeah. forward to it more, particularly after coming out of a long, cold winter. Yeah, and you're but, typically used to academia, the world of academia, where springtime is like, oh, I get a break now, right? Oh yeah, that's true, yeah. So that would make sense as well, I would think. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for answering those goofy questions. I appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Because <laughs> I, I wanted to throw a curveball at you with that science or religion one. See if I yeah. caught you slipping all of a sudden. No. Wait, what? Yeah, religion? Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't no. make sense. <laughs> all right. So um, next question I have for you um, is going to kind of tie into your some of your beliefs like we talked about before we started recording and everything. Okay. Uh, your, your beliefs, especially on like conservationism and uh, envir- environmentalism, I should yeah. say. Uh, so if you had to pick between any animal in the jungle, mm-hmm. which animal would you be and why? Which animal would I be? Yes. Oh, man. Okay, so I am... So out of all of the animals in the animal kingdom, I am immensely fascinated with cephalopods. Hmm. So cephalopods are like squid, oh, okay. um, cuttlefish, and octopuses. What? Yeah, I know. That's really bizarre, right? But these yeah. animals are just really, really intelligent, huh. and they... Uh, they can change the color of their skin, like their camouflage. Like it's just, they're just like aliens. I mean, I don't know. I just find them to be most fascinating animals. That sounds really fascinating. Yeah. So, how does that tie in now to your beliefs as far as like environmentalism? Because we talked a little bit about this before, but yeah, you have pretty strong beliefs on like extinction of animals that yeah. shouldn't be happening. You know, like the destruction of the planet, essentially, uh, things like that. How does the, yeah. the whole animal piece kind of tie into? Your, your viewpoint on environmentalism like is there a reason why you chose that animal is it something that has no to do no with that? so that that particular animal has nothing to do with conservationism because i don't think that any of them are endangered okay i'm just incredibly fat and 
just just infatuated with these creatures because they're they they just boggle my mind yeah, yeah, yeah but as far as my views like my environmental views i have been i would say an environmentalist since i was a little kid because that's when i learned about global warming and yeah. all of the cautionary tales coming from the scientific community saying if we don't change our ways that things are going to end up really really bad for us mm -hmm. uh, and i mean that has just kind of boiled over into my adulthood adulthood as well mm -hmm. and i'm still very passionate about trying to communicate the dangers and what we need to do about global warming because it's a serious serious issue absolutely uh, on top of that, we are also losing um, losing animal species at an alarming rate. So beyond the fact that our climate is warming at an, at an alarming rate. And again, I mean, the climate, the temperatures vary naturally throughout history. It's never the same. However, the current warming trend that we're in, uh, it's accelerated beyond anything that we've ever seen before in the history of the planet. And that's primarily due to, or solely due at this point, to human activity, the release of greenhouse gases like CO2 into the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, we're also in the sixth great mass, mass extinction event in the planet's history. And the only difference between this mass extinction event that we're currently in versus the five previous is that this one, again, is solely due to human activity. Mm -hmm. We are driving animal species to extinction at an alarming rate. Um, there was you just the yeah, race, there was, right? yeah there was a UN report that just came out today about how they are raising an alarm that one million species plant and animal species so it's not just animals but plant and animal species will be extinct in the next uh, couple decades if there's wow. not serious conservation efforts one million species one million species yeah wow that's, so that's crazy yeah I people I mean we kind of take everything our ecosystems for granted yeah. as humans because we don't think about these things we operate not separately, but we've created our own little bubbles within like an, our own human ecosystem bubble within all of the other ecosystems of the planet. And yeah. we don't really stop and think about our impact, at least the average person. I mean, there are people who are worrying about these things, but yeah. it's getting to a point now where we really need to decide as a species who we're going to be. You know, are we going to be a species who learns to live symbiotically with our environment, who starts to be more concerned about our, who, um, who is more concerned, more concerned about the health of the planet? Or are we just going to say, well, we're just going to do whatever and whatever happens, you know, we don't, I don't care if, you know, 50 years from now, we don't have, we don't have whales, we don't have dolphins, um, you know, we don't, we don't have elephants anymore we don't have giraffes yeah i don't think that that even will be allowed honestly i mean you can go that route and mm -hmm. say that oh who cares but you're not going to survive then like, well, i think that our survival is, it... is really um dependent on our ability to uh, be one with the planet and work with it not against it you yeah. know kind of thing so I don't think you can even like if yeah people can go that route, but look what it's done and look where we're headed essentially. You know? Yeah, I mean the the ecosystems on which we live and depend are very very complex, yes. and all of these animals and plant species play a pivotal role in it. And you take one of those out of it, it has a domino, a cascading effect throughout. So it's it's best to just keep them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Versus trying to pick up the pieces after we've already driven it to extinction. So yeah. anyway, it's yeah, it's a bit alarming. I mean, it's not hopeless. Obviously, I 
there's a lot that people can do very simply. One of them to reduce your carbon footprint yep. or your impact on the environment is to eat less animal products, in particular beef. Yes. Um, so you just eat more of a plant-based diet. Now, I'm not telling you to be a vegan, okay? Yeah. Just eat more of a plant-based diet. But, I mean, yeah, it goes right into everything. I mean, just overconsumption in general. That's a part of the problem, I think, in general with environmentalism yeah. and why we're experiencing global warming and ex- mass extinction. It's just in general, we consume more than we need. Or yeah, I mean, yeah. So I mean, in general, like, like in the United States, we have like five percent of the world population, or something like that, mm-hmm. and we consume like twenty five percent of the world's resources. Wow. So we're consuming more than what we. Literally yeah, I mean, have, it's. Um, so maybe those statistics have changed, but like yeah, that's statistics sure. from like a couple of years ago. So, yeah, yeah. but it's it's remarkable. And then you have other people who live in um, lower stage countries, such as like China who are trying to become industrialized and then in order to do that you need to you need energy i mean energy is pivotal and our primary energy sources right now are fossil fuel based so Mm -hmm. you can be burning coal burning natural gas burning uh, petroleum and that just releases more co2 so it's a good thing that you are helping other that other nations are industrializing and um getting the majority of their population out of poverty and whatnot and, and improving the quality of their lives, but it comes at a cost to the planet. Yeah, of course. So this is something that we all need to take into account. Uh, we can't deny them that, but we need to d- discover and put all of our time and effort into realizing better energy sources, Absolutely. green energy sources. How can I reduce my carbon footprint, things of that nature? Everybody, I mean, this isn't... Uh, this isn't an issue that can be ignored anymore. People need to start taking this very, very seriously. Absolutely. Because we, uh, there's a recent report that just came out um, by the IPCC. It's like the International Governmental Panel on Climate Change. Okay. We have until 2030 to change our ways. So we have approximately a decade to get to get our act together. And if oh. we don't do not do that, uh, we risk runaway climate change, which means that we no longer can control it. Yeah, man, it's a crazy world we live in. I, I love their passion for that, though. Like, that's something that you're just passionate about, you know. It, ha- it does tie in, I think, to your platform No, absolutely, lot, yeah. You know, but yeah. I think that's what's amazing about entrepreneurship and doing what we do because we get to take those passions that we're really, really into and we have a lot of um, knowledge on and experience with, and we're able to take that and turn it into something, mm-hmm. and turn it into something that we could potentially monetize, but then also contribute towards society and help people understand some of these concepts and make the world a better place. And I feel like ultimately that's what most entrepreneurs are trying to do. Yeah. They're trying to make the world a better place through their product, their, their solution, whatever it may be. But that's the goal, even uh, when it comes to convenience, you know, stuff like that. But I yeah, think absolutely. that that speaks volumes for what you're doing is the, the amount of passion that you have for the things that are complementary to your platform, which is, you know, environmentalism, science, that all, you know, it all comes back to science, essentially. Mm-hmm. All that passion that you have towards that is because of the, the information you were able to absorb through science and learn about and um, make those, you know, critical conclusions towards what is happening and what we need to do to fix it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean. So it's really cool to hear that and to see that kind of energy and then see it translated into an entrepreneurial business or platform, whatever, you know, it's it's being put out there in a way that is meant to help others, but then also, you know, feed your passion, essentially feed you. I yeah, th- I'm definitely passionate about it. I, yeah. I can't even hide it because when yeah. I talk about it, yeah, you I get can tell. really animated. People know that I'm passionate about yeah, it. But yeah, yeah. yeah, ultimately, I I went to school and I've studied for a long time in order to become a really good problem solver. And yeah. this is a problem and we need to solve it. And Absolutely. It, 
information essentially. 100%. And I'm hoping that that helps the other, other things that I'm passionate about as well. Awesome. I love it. All right. So let's just go, let's go right into entrepreneurship. You know, this is the young entrepreneurs podcast. So the, mm-hmm. the reason why I put this together was to help other entrepreneurs kind of have resources, reference and learn from other people just like us and um, try to build from that. You know, whether that's just gaining some insight from someone like you who may have, you know, someone out there may have a platform just like yours. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get a message out there, but they're, you know, they're combating some type of barrier or they just need help. They need guidance. So I want to, I want to use this podcast and this platform essentially to be a resource for those people so that they can go to a community that they don't feel, um, unwelcomed or they don't feel out of place. They feel like this is their community where they can learn, they can grow, they can build all together, you know? So the next questions I'm going to ask you are kind of oriented towards that. Your journey as an entrepreneur okay. and just some little tidbits. I'm going to pull some, uh, ask you some questions about uh, what you're doing currently that could maybe contribute towards someone else success um but let's start with uh intelligent speculation when did you uh i'm sorry actually backtrack um instead of starting with your platform what started your entrepreneurial journey in general uh journey in general so i've always been fascinated by entrepreneurialism Mm -hmm. the ability to just take an idea and make it turn it into a product or a service or something of that nature and be able to offer it to the marketplace and the marketplace reward you with something that you can do that you enjoy and then resources that you can live off of. Absolutely. And I, after I finished my master's degree, I, I ended up working in small business in my, uh, my mother's dental office. And I just kind of, I ended up working there for about a, a couple of years or so. And then eventually I had an opportunity that popped up where I could help to co-found a business in the health and wellness area. And I jumped all over it. I said, I've always wanted to be a part of a startup and my life doesn't really feel terribly fulfilled just running this small business, even though it was small business, but it wasn't really mine. I didn't build it. So I just leaped at the opportunity and then I jumped into the energy bar with Jeff Mm -hmm. and we co-founded it. I mean, I put it in quotations. I mean, but Jeff was really, I mean, I had 5% equity, so I like, 5% 5% sweat equity, so I didn't really have yeah. much in the uh, much skin in the game. I mean, I did contribute. The passion was there, though. That's yeah, oh, sure. yeah, the passion was definitely there. I was super passionate about it. I had uh, years of experience working in the industry. Mm-hmm. I also had all of the scientific background knowledge, and Jeff was, you know, he, as you know, he made all of his money off of manufacturing. Yes. So he had no, was B2B manufacturing, and he had no experience in the health and wellness industry other than that he really enjoyed it. And he didn't know anything about the business aspect of health and wellness and particularly B2C. Would you say that that's one of the main reasons why the energy bar is no longer around is because of that, uh, that concept in itself? Or I, I thought that the energy bar was a wonderful idea yes. and that it could have survived. The problem was is that Jeff didn't want to pivot, in my opinion. Yes. And I tried to broach that subject with him so many times and he would not listen to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. that's huge in business. I mean, if you're going to have a team, mm-hmm. you're going to create a team, right? You have to consider all everybody's, uh, opinions, their viewpoints, their schedules. I mean, 
it's not just about you at that point. You know what I mean? And I think that is where that disconnect was, where Jeff really, I mean, he every reason had every reason to think, like, this is my baby. This is how we're going to do things. But at the same yeah. time, if you're building a team to help you accomplish your goals, you should probably listen to the people around you that you put it put there to make things happen. You know, like, I feel like yeah. that's a huge piece of it. A lot of people put teams together and they're great. They're, we were a great team. You know, we were awesome. We did it. We wore many hats. We all had skills, you know. Mm-hmm. But again, we weren't being utilized to the to the best of our abilities, you know, in that sense, I feel like, because maybe we weren't being listened to or or whatnot. But would you think that, like, I think, my opinion is it has huge impact. But what do you think? Do you think that's, like, the monumental factor that kind of made things kind of fall apart? Or communication. Communication? Okay. Yeah, so communication. And looking back on it, I like to think that I tried to communicate with him as much as I could. Yeah, yeah. That things were, that this business was going to fail unless we pivoted in a new direction. And I had ideas. I mean, yeah. I talked to you about that. Absolutely. I had ideas of how we could turn it into a profitable venture from the non-profitable venture that it was stuck in. Yes. Uh, but he, he just didn't want to change. Yeah. He just yeah. didn't want, he didn't want to change. He wanted to do his own, he wanted to do it his way. And ultimately, his way failed. Yeah. And that's, I think, is a eye-opener for a lot of people. Jeff is a very successful man. I mean, he's, like you said, he's made a lot of money in manufacturing. Mm-hmm. He's done a lot of great things. And he's still doing it. I mean, fighter bars. Yeah, absolutely. They're doing well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I... I, I I don't have anything negative to say about yes. Jeff as a human being. Yeah, of course. I don't agree with the way he handled exactly. the, the the large scale uh, business model decisions yeah. and particularly with how our, our relationship basically deteriorated over yes. time because he just would not listen to what I had to say. Like essentially we would sit down and we would talk and it'd be like talking to a brick wall. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I just, the biggest yeah. thing though is the, the, the biggest takeaway I think from that, from that experience in general, what you're describing is the ability to adapt. Mm-hmm. Like if Jeff would have just adapted and switched his mindset towards what we were trying to accomplish mm-hmm. things would have gone differently. I feel like, I feel like that yeah. happens in a lot of businesses where all it takes is just a simple shift in your mindset, perception, um, getting outside of your comfort zone. You know, being, yeah. you know, thinking differently. You know, I think that's uh, that conservative, conservative mindset that might, you know, be do end all, do all for yeah, people. Put your blinders on, and then like this is the only way forward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I think that in business in general or entrepreneurship particularly if you're in a startup you need to be willing to pivot and you can't sit there even if you're successful you can't sit there and this comes out of the entrepreneurial community even the most successful ones all the time that even if you are a successful venture you have to be willing to disrupt yourself which basically means that you constantly need to be innovating because the market is always changing and you need to stay up on top of it i mean it doesn't matter if you're you know a 20-year veteran or if you're starting your business tomorrow you need to approach it with that mindset. Absolutely. I love that. I think a lot of people that are starting businesses in this world of entrepreneurship could get immense um, knowledge and experience from that in, in itself, that statement in itself. All right. So let's move on to um, the concept of intelligent speculation. Okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that and how you came up with that. So the concept, like we talked about, is trying to kind of teach people to use less emotion and mm-hmm. subjectivity and switch gears towards more factual information and objectivity. Well, uh, yeah. So one of the underpinnings of intelligent speculation is philosophy. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, um, there's a subset of philosophy called logic. And from logic, it's very strict rules. Like people are familiar with mathematical logic because you learn it in K through 12. So, you know, 
if I went around a room and I said, what's two plus two, everyone would say four, right? Mm -hmm. Because you've learned basic mathematical logic. However, if I went around the same room and I asked everyone again, what is the definition of an argument? I would bet, I bet you that I would get a different answer from everybody because they don't know Mm -hmm. within philosophy or excuse me, within, well, logic is in philosophy, but within logic, there is a very strict definition of how you structure an argument. And arguments are things that people use to direct their lives. I mean, think yes. about it before you make a decision, right? You tell yourself, you put together an argument, yes. okay, before you make that decision. So true. If your argument is shit, then your decision is garbage. Yep. So it's really, really important that you understand how to structure a good argument. So that's 100%. like the basis of what I do okay. uh, is you start there and then everything unfolds. Awesome. You learn the bare bones of logic and then everything else um, goes from there, basically. I love that. And that puts yeah. it into perspective a lot for me. That's a, That was a perfect explanation for it. Just helping people become more logical, essentially. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Now, how did you come up with this concept? Because I feel like that's a big thing for entrepreneurs in general is like finding that, finding what you found, essentially. You yeah, know, so I, I didn't create any of these logical tools. Yes. They were all there, mm-hmm. okay? It's just that for whatever reason, our society does not utilize them in K through 12. Yeah. Um, even in formal scientific training, unless yep. you specifically take philosophy courses, you aren't given these things explicitly. They're learned implicitly through routine repetition of the scientific method. Yes. Now, uh, how did I come up with it? Mm-hmm. Uh, the 2016 elections and ever since then really helped me to put things into perspective about how people are severely misinformed about the world around us. Absolutely. The rise of anti-intellectualism in general, uh, anti-science movements in general. Um, what anti-science, I mean like anti-vaccine, uh, global warming skepticism, anti-GMO. Uh, Part of it too comes from my background working in holistic um, holistic medicine or complementary and alternative medicine. There's a lot of pseudoscience, which is basically bunk, meaning that it's just there are things that people think that are scientific, but they're not really scientific. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of informa- uh, misinformation there. So there's a lot of misinformation within that community floating around. Now, it's not all bad. Mm-hmm. But it's certainly not all good either. Absolutely. And I really started to kind of dig into what it means to make better decisions and whatnot uh, when I was working in that community. Because yeah. I, for a while, entertained anti-vaccine and anti-GMO um, sentiments. Yes. And I was trying to find all of the, the relevant science that supported these things. And I kept getting into debates like on Reddit and Facebook, mostly Reddit. <laughs> yeah. And I was always coming up empty handed and yeah. I didn't understand why I thought this was, I thought it was a legitimate position to have. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of the beginning of my critical thinking journey. So this probably happened approximately 10 years ago okay. or so. Yeah. Anyway, I, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of, these are the underpinnings of all of it. Mm-hmm. And 2016 made me realize the elections, like, like people are, in general, it seems like, really need help in this area. Mm-hmm. So then I decided to found intelligent speculation, and, and then I was going to give people the relevant resources, and I was going to try to communicate it in such a way where anybody could understand it. Awesome. Because uh, I just think that, in general, it would really, really help society. 
Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. That's awesome. And I'm not so, saying that you have to stop being human, okay? You're not going to become perfectly rational where you don't have emotions, okay? Yeah, of course. But when, once you learn these things, you will make better decisions yeah. because you'll realize that, and I know this firsthand because I've watched myself over the years come to make better decisions be, as a result of studying this material. Less Just like anything else in like personal development, once you learn it, uh, it becomes ingrained and then it becomes a part of who, who you are and then you have positive spillover effects in all aspects of your life absolutely yeah that's, a, so, that's an amazing takeaway yeah and it's cool so you, the concept is really stemmed from your own experiences which i think is amazing and i think that's really what takes it, the message is much more meaningful i feel like when it's um coming from the heart mm -hmm. you know and from things that you've actually gone through and seen experienced and essentially what you did is what i feel like most entrepreneurs and business people are attempting to do mm -hmm. is to find a, a problem and come up with a solution, essentially helping people, like you said. Um, so that's what you essentially did. You've seen some of these habits taking place. You've seen society unravel and kind of uh, give you a, an idea of what where we're at as, in, as a society, as a community, right? And you've taken that and you've made the conclusion that we need more critical thinking. We need more... People are just give, being given all kinds of information, and we need to be able to kind of map that out and understand it better. And so you decided to create intelligent speculation to then so educate some of these people teach them help them to understand some all this uh, all this knowledge and all this information that we have at our disposal to make help it all make sense basically yeah exactly and people like science yeah and this is how science is done absolutely it's done with these thinking tools yeah and so i think people that helps people to understand uh kind of what i'm doing a little bit better because yeah. Otherwise, I mean, why would they? Why would they want to listen? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. I love what you're doing. I think intelligent speculation is an amazing platform. I've spoken about it numerous times with tons and tons of people, and every single person has the same response. They're like, "That's awesome! I want to yeah. check that out." So, yeah. don't be surprised if you get a lot of uh, random subscribers or something. <laughs> yeah, hey, the more the more the better, because yeah. again, this is for everybody. It's written in. in a, in a way where everybody can understand it. Um, I do make a disclaimer that I use big words, but there's okay. links always provided to dictionary.com so that way you can help you expand, <laughs> you can expand your uh, vocabulary at the same time. 100%. But yeah, the more people that we tell about it, the better society gets in my opinion. Absolutely. So it's a win-win for everybody. Not only will you improve your own life, but you will uh, help to improve the lives of your fellow society members. 100%. Okay, John, well tell everybody where they can find your platform, Intelligent Speculation where they can find some of your content, yeah, things yeah. like that, um, mm -hmm. and just share with everybody who's listening uh, more about intelligent speculation, where we can get you. Uh, so I have the website that you mentioned earlier, uh, www.intelligentspeculation.com, and then I'm also on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and LinkedIn. Good stuff. So I'm mostly active on Facebook and Instagram, though. Awesome. So. Awesome. Well, check John Maloney out. Check out Intelligent Speculation. It's an amazing platform. Thank you so much for spending your afternoon with me, talking to me about what you do. Um, I'm really excited to continue to share this. I think, like I said, I think a lot of this is a missing piece in society, and I'm really excited to see what comes of it. I think uh, it's going to shift uh, shift people's perspectives a lot. And so I'm excited to know you. I'm excited to even be a part of it in any way, shape, or form. And like I said, thank you so much for coming on the show today and, and giving some insight to other entrepreneurs, other uh, go-getters, you know, creators, things like that, um, to, you know, go out and follow their passions and find what they're good at and 
make the world a better place, essentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. My well, pleasure. Awesome. Thanks again. Uh, you can find John Maloney and Intelligent Speculation, www.intelligentspeculation.com. You got it. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Please go check him out. Um, John's a great friend of mine. He's doing amazing work. So make sure you guys check him out. Other than that, we are done here at the Young Entrepreneurs Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And thanks again, John, for coming out and everything. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. until next time, thanks.